Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Rev. Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Yeah, we thank God for that. I know, you know, um, I still need to do this. Listen, God has given us a man, a prophet of God. Do you have the clip? Oh, all right, that's okay. Are you guys ready or you're not? Fine. Good. God has given us a prophet, a man of God, who is using to affect the nations. And sometimes you don't know what. Not this one. Sometimes you don't know how blessed you are until somebody tells you from outside. Sometimes you don't even know how good a father you have. And somebody tells you that how good your father is. Amen. So if you guys are ready, otherwise just get ready. You show it after my message. If you are not ready now, that's okay. But get it ready. Hallelujah. Because I want to talk about it. It's very important. Hallelujah. But the sea of forgetfulness, the song that she sang. Father, we thank you that you forgive. You forgive us. For the Bible says that if you were to the Bible says if you were to mark iniquity, who will stand? If God was to judge our mistakes, nobody can stand. At all. So, so if God was to mark our iniquities, nobody can stand. Hallelujah. So we thank God for forgiveness. Amen. And that is why you must also learn to forgive. Can I get an amen? amen? That is why you must also learn to what? Forgive. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about those who are offended. Hmm? Those who are offended. Hallelujah. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 7, the Bible says, Quickly, please work with me. Matthew 8, okay? Matthew 18, 7. It says, Woe unto the world because of offenses. Okay? For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to the man by whom they come. So offenses are being offended is part of life. Being hurt is part of life. But we are talking about your ability to deal with it. Because you can react the wrong way. Hallelujah. So don't be surprised if somebody offends you. It's more of how do you deal with it? Amen. So you don't react the wrong way. Because you're reacting the wrong way can affect you. Hallelujah. Being offended is part of life. But the question is, how do you respond to it? 
Jesus said one to you because of offenses. And, our, and, and the Bible also said that if you cause somebody to, to offend, or, 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 or okay, the, the Greek word is the Greek word, word is scandal, you or to trip. It means if you cause somebody to trip, the Bible says if you cause somebody to, to trip, it is better if a stone was tied around your neck and thrown into the sea. So what the Bible is also saying that offending people is not benign. Can I get an amen? amen. Are there Christians in the church? Oh, yes. Yeah. So don't, don't go around just hurting people. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about the person, the person who's hurting you. How you respond to your offense. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, I shared with us last week that it is important that you learn to forgive. Because the Bible said, if you don't, Satan will take advantage. You see, let me give you a good illustration. If you watch sports, if you watch sports, like basketball, soccer, and you see somebody being given a red, a red card, you know, they give them a red card. Do they give them a red card? Or they say, flagrant foul, get out of the game. Usually, if you watch it carefully, you will see that the person who was given the red card, another player might have hit him or bumped him mildly. That other the referee didn't see or was very small. And then he responds violently. And then the violent response led to him being dismissed. I'm showing sure a revelation. Somebody may have tripped him something small, and then the person reacts, and in the overreaction, he rather is eliminated from the match, and that's what happens to you when you don't forgive. You overreact, and in the overreaction, you rather get into a different problem. Tell your neighbor, don't overreact. A good message to you. Tell your neighbor, do not overreact. Because rather you get into problems. Hallelujah. So we must learn to deal with offenses. And last week I gave us some highlights. How it what how it will help you. You know, sometimes you need things to help you to deal with being hurt. Hallelujah. And the first thing we spoke about a couple of days ago was that, one, expect to be offended. Expect it. Don't be surprised when you are hit. Do not be surprised. Okay? Expect it. It's part of life. And then number two, expect to be hurt by a close person. Can I get an amen? Yes. You see, expect to be hurt by a close person. You are more likely to be hurt by your husband than by, a male, by the male man. Is it true? Your husband is more likely to offend you than the male man. Many, many times. Yeah. 
small little to offend you than the guy on the tail. And she will offend you many, many times. But you must learn. Hallelujah. That's number two. Number three. When you are hurt, don't deny it. Admit, look, look. Admit that you are hurt. You've come to church to hear a practical preacher. Admit that you are hurt. Don't say that I'm alright. You're not alright. You're hurt. Admit it. Don't say that. I'm hurt. Be honest. Be honest. Admit that you are hurt. Hallelujah. Don't live in denial. Because when you live in denial, you overreact. No, it's okay, Fred. I'm okay. I'll go back. Admit that you are hurt. Don't live in denial. At all. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Admit. Admit that you are hurt. Don't say that, oh, it's okay. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number four. Recognize. Recognize the dangers. Recognize the dangers okay, that offenses can put you in. Hallelujah. If you don't deal with it. Do you know people change because they are hurt? People change. People actually change. Their personality change. Because we're certain pain. I mean, some, some girls here, because of a boy who hurt them, they don't believe in any man. you are overreacting. Hallelujah. Don't make a doctrine out of fear woman. Make a doctrine from the Bible. Hallelujah. But the point I'm trying to say is that offenses or hurts can change you. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. You don't even smile anymore. You watch everybody. You don't smile anymore because you are hurt. Hallelujah. That is why the verse says that so that the devil does not take advantage of you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Number five. I'm telling how number five. And this is for somebody in particular. I'm speaking by the prophecy. Number five is very important. Decide never to revenge. Because there's somebody here who's, who think of revenging. Never revenge. 
because you are hurt and you are planning revenge. Decide not to revenge. But there's somebody here. I'm your prophet. I'm telling you. You are planning revenge. Decide. Never to revenge. Hallelujah. Why should you not decide? Romans chapter 12. Verse 19 to 21. Romans 12, 19 to 21. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. Avenge not what? Don't, def- don't revenge. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Vengeance is what? Mine. I will repay. Say, so decide not to revenge. Leave it to God. blind world I say an eye for an eye we need to a blind world they decide not to avert revenge because vengeance is mine vengeance is mine say it the Lord okay vengeance is mine and I'll explain why you shouldn't revenge you see when you revenge, okay, when you revenge, you are taking the place of God. God said, when it comes to vengeance, it's mine. It's not yours. So when you decide to revenge, you are taking the place of God. The day you decide, I'm going to pay him or her back, you are, placed, you are, you are being in the place of God. Vengeance is mine. God said, when it comes to, so some things belong to God. He said the tithe is mine. Don't take the tithe because that's God. Same, the same thing is vengeance. When you, when you take vengeance, you are, you are taking the place of God. And let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, I preached to somebody here. The Bible says when it comes to God, he neither sleeps. He neither what? Sleeps or no slumbers. So when you take the place of God, you will never sleep nor slumber. <laughs> Yeah. That's how you are sick. That's why you are sick right now. Because you want to be God. Wow. Vengeance is mine. Let me tell you something. Then, then I'm preaching, yes. Then the next one says that. The, the, the verse is simply said, Give place. Give place. To who? No, to the wrath of God. Give place. Give place, but but rather, but rather, read with me. But rather, give place unto wrath. Okay, let me give you an illustration. My my two beautiful daughters come. 
Okay? These are my two beautiful daughters. Okay? This one, yeah, this one likes to offend this one. Does she offend you? All the time. So this one offends this. You see? She has offended you. And then she gets upset and wants to pay her back. You understand? So this is the payback. She's going to attack her. You understand what I'm saying? And then here I am. I mean, just for illustration, I am God. It is my duty to punish her. But she has decided to punish. That's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to give place unto the wrath. So here my wrath is coming. My anger is coming like this. And she's in the way. I have decided that I'm going to deal with her. So I am angry. I mean, like her role is to give way, not to stand in the way. You will not be hurting Jesus in the name of God. bless. Are you seeing? So when you decide to revert, you are standing in the way. I'm preaching. So it's a word for you. So stand aside. Let me tell you something. God is more wicked than you. That's what you don't know. God. God is just. If God decides. If God decides to punish somebody, that's not. You, you are not. You, you, you can't do much. Hallelujah. So rather we should have faith in God. Do you know why we struggle? We cannot have faith in God that God will revenge. That's why we take the law into our own hands. Hallelujah. That's our problem. We think that God cannot revenge. That's why you take the thing into your own hands. But let me tell you something. He says, vengeance is mine. God knows how to punish. The only thing, the only difference is that he will not do it according to your style and your timetable. I'm preaching. That's the problem. He will not do it according to your style and your timetable. And the way you want it. Hallelujah. But if you can have faith that by all means God has seen and God will pay, you can stand aside. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Look, be careful. Be careful not to avenge yourself. Because you have, you, have, you have been in the path of God. God is releasing articulator coming. And everywhere is coming. And you are standing in the way. That's why I say give way to the wrath. Hallelujah. So never tell your neighbor, do not revenge. I'm saying because I feel astray that somebody who is planning to revenge and I'm speaking by like if you do you will destroy yourself that's, that's, that's what I feel like sharing with you this morning if you attempt to revenge you will destroy yourself so do not you are tempted to pay back do not 
you know how hard it was done to you? You need pencil. So you want paper. You, you are saying in your head, you will see paper. No. If they see, if you want to see, if you, if you want them to see paper, before, before the paper gets into your eye, into their eye, to get into your eye first. Tell the next person, do not revenge. Give way to the wrath of God. Hallelujah. Number six. Number six. I'm talking about forgiveness. Number six. Forgive quickly. Forgive what? Forgive what? I said forgive what? Forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. Just learn it. Forgive quickly. Don't let it linger. Amen. Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. Verses 1 to 7. Look at the story. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came to the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, We shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulchre. And when they looked, they saw the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering to the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold, the place where they had laid him. Verse, uh, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter. Go, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that goeth before you unto Galilee, that ye shall see him as he said unto you. He said, but go away. Tell his disciples and who? Tell his disciples and who? Tell his disciples and who? disciples and James why not the disciples and John why not the disciples of Matthew but the disciples and who I want to hear you the disciples and who the disciples and who you know why Peter you know why Peter because Peter had just denied him three days ago this was when Jesus resurrected just three days prior Peter has said I don't know him this guy, I have not seen him before. Three days ago, just three days ago, Peter has denied him. Peter has offended him. So I was saying, Peter must be feeling bad. I was saying, Peter must be feeling guilty. So Jesus wanted to prove to Peter, I've forgiven you. I have forgiven you. So he singled Peter out. Disciples, including Peter, that I have forgiven you. Three days. One week, three days. Three days. Three days. Some of us, when we are hurt, we brew it. Our heads is like coffee. We brew it. Forgive 
you drunk. Because Peter was standing up. I mean, if you deny that this is not somebody, somebody I don't know you, I don't know you. And then you, you will think that the person will not come and the person come back. Don't you feel bad? But he wanted to send a message to Peter. That forget about it. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. He sent a clear message to Peter. Then listen to me. He said, and, see, tell this them, and Peter, tell Peter in particular that they should come and meet me. Ask your neighbor, can you forgive quickly? You know, it's a good question I'm asking. Hallelujah. Can you forgive quickly? Hallelujah. You see, I'm preaching to a very important forgive quickly. Of course, it was three days ago. Peter denied him on Friday. Actually, it was Thursday night. Saturday morning, he was back. So, obviously, Peter was feeling bad. He said, no, 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 no. Tell the guy, tell the guy. It's all right. Can you point your number and say, it's okay? I said, can you point your number and say, it's okay? It's okay. And I'm getting deeper. Listen. Sometimes the reason why you struggle to forgive, the reason why you struggle to forgive, you know, it's like a pill. You see, when you're given a pill, it's very bitter. So sometimes you need some sugar coating so that you can swallow it. It's the same with forgiveness. It's di- sometimes it's difficult to forgive. But I'm, I'm, let me sugar coat it for you so you can forgive. Number one, the, what will make it easy to forgive that? Number one, analyze your offender. That's why, that's why I shared last week. Analyze the offender. Analyze the person. And that's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus Christ did. When Peter said, so John, when John said, even Peter, when Peter said, I don't know, he analyzed the Peter, he analyzed the guy. Because Peter was hot. Peter was under pressure. Peter was under pressure. Because if he says, I don't know, he, he was afraid they would kill him. You see, and sometimes people will misbehave because they're under pressure. Can I get an amen? I said, sometimes people will misbehave because they are under pressure. Your wife is misbehaving because she is under pressure. Your wife is a, your wife is a very nice woman. Very nice and very holy. But the way she is misbehaving and moody, she's under pressure. Sometimes her anger and her, and her irritation because that's PM is under pressure. Hallelujah. Ah. Analyze your offender. Analyze your offender. Hallelujah. Consider your own mistakes.
before you judge somebody, what have you done before? I said, before you judge somebody, what have you done before? And I'll give you a good spiritual reason. This one, don't forget. If you are spiritual, if you are spiritual, sometimes, sometimes, the offense, the hate, the difficulties, sometimes, is the hand of God. Sometimes, the person who's maltreating you is actually the hand of God. <laughs> uh, some of you can, some of you look very say, Reverend, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Genesis chapter 45. Genesis 45, from verse 5 to 8. This is Joseph. This is Joseph. Joseph was more treated by his brothers. Reuben said, Let's throw him into a pit. Let's go and tell our father he's dead. They maltreated him. They hurt him. They offended him. This is Joseph. They did bad things to him. His own brothers. They sold him to slavery. How bad can it be? But look, look, look at his response. When he came back later on and his brothers came to see him, Nora, he said, Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe? Can you believe it that as the person was speaking, God was rather pushing it? Say God is wild. I said God is wild. Can you believe it that as the person was accusing you, it was God? But you showed me that for God did send me before you. So when Reuben was lying, when he was saying that God was actually moving, is it possible that as the person is standing, as they are kicking you out of the job for nothing wrong you have done, is it God? So instead of filing a lawsuit, why don't you say God is wild? That is said about you, it was God. God is wild. God is wild. God is really wild. God is really, really wild. That's why his ways are not your ways. Joseph said, No, 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 no problem. You, you lied about me, you criticized me, but in hindsight, it was the hand of God. You see, when you 
are going through the thing at that time, you will not see it. Because you are fearful. But I want to assure you, have an eye of faith that sometimes it is the hand of God. Amen. Put your hand together for that. Yeah. Yeah. God is well. God is well. God is well. That is why sometimes your best friend who lied about you and criticized you, in the long run, he did you a favor. Because because of the lie and the criticism, he delivered you from that useless boy. God is well. I said, God is well. Yeah. Look, let me tell you the history about our church. When this church started, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about Newark. I'm talking about UD, Bishop Adahi Wadmills. Was when it was started, I was there. This whole world church that is reached the whole wide world. I was his classmate, so I was there. I remember when the church started. And like every church, you need man of God, pastors to come and preach. So he invited the so-called man of God at that time in the city. The notable ones. And I clearly remember that a notable man was sent him a note that I don't sow among tongues. My wife remember. The message was, I do not sow among tongues. You have started your church and the pastor, you are saying a message you, I don't sow among tongues. What are they trying to tell you? I don't show among tongues. That's the, that's the reply. So by that response, he felt that nobody wanted him. Because nobody wanted to associate with him. So that feeling of nobody wanted to associate with him forced him to look up to God. Sometimes when men reject you, it is a time to look up to God. Sometimes so when men reject you, it's time for you to look at God. So immediately, his focus went on to God. So he lost faith in man. So that rejection was a good thing. Because from that time, he trusted God. And today, those who are coming around, they say, oh, you know, we were there with you. Shame, shame. You said we are cows. Now we are fruits. <laughs> I said, one day you tell whatever. You tell the person, shame, shame, shame. You thought you were kidding me. Now I'm important. Shame. <laughs> God is well. Amen. So these are some few pointers I want to give us. Hallelujah. Yeah. Which will help us. Amen. Yeah. And I will give you a test. Do you want to know the test? A test that you are forgiven. How many want to know the test that you are forgiven? You know, they are, in, in life, there are tests. Like when you are pregnant, you go and do a pregnancy test. See, you may feel nauseous, you may feel bloated, but it does not mean you are pregnant. Sometimes it's gas. <laughs> Can I get an amen? So don't go by the feeling. Do the test. <laughs> the fact that you are thrown up and you are rushing does not mean you are pregnant. It's all, it could be totally gas. Go and do a pregnancy test. Amen. In the same way, a, a test, a test that you are forgiven. Because sometimes you say you are forgiven. Now have you? 
Hallelujah. How many want to use the test? Mm-hmm. The forgiveness test. It's called a forgiveness test. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Matthew 5, 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them. And do what? And do what? And pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. forgiving him is if you can pray for him. Can you believe it? That's the test. When you can go down in your closet and pray for the person, there is a sign that you have forgiven him. So what if you can do that? You have not really forgiven. The church is quiet. Because you saw it, we said I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Do the test. The Matthew 545 test, do the test. Go to your closet and pray for your father. Pray for your husband. So when you can kneel down and say, Father, I pray for this person. Deliver him from evil. If you can. Look, it's not an easy test. So. Easy, I, I, I don't want to pretend. It's not an easy test, but it is the test. Hey, Reverend, I, look, you are not going me to struggle with it, but I have to do it. Hallelujah. That's the test. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. That, that ye may be children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on evil and on good and sendeth rain on the just on the unjust. He's telling you why you should do that. That God, this, God let the sun rise on good people and bad people. Okay? And the unjust. Next verse. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? If you salute your brethren only, what more than others? Do not even the publicans do the same or politicians do the same? Then this is the verse I want you to Be ye therefore perfect. Be ye therefore perfect. Even as your father which is heaven is perfect. My brother, listen. The only time God requires you to be perfect is in this area. God is not requiring to be God is not requiring to be perfect in your morality because you can't. But here, here, in the area, am, am I reading the Bible? Yes. Am I reading the Bible? Yes, in the area of forgiveness, God is expecting us to be perfect. area, the, the score is 100%. 95 is unacceptable. I like what he says. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. That should be a response. My goodness. 
is where 100% is the pass mark. Because he said that in this area, the high God let the rain pour on the good and the bad. You must also love the good and the bad. Be ye therefore what? Be ye therefore what? Be ye therefore what? Be ye therefore what? And the perfection he's talking about is <laughs> it's not you. Yeah. But may God give us the grace. I say may God give us the grace. You see from today don't take vengeance on anybody. Do not take vengeance on anybody. Do not take vengeance on anybody. Forgive quickly and desire that God will give you the grace to pray for those who despise you. When you walk in that area, you are moving into perfection. And God will favor you. And God will deliver you. Stand up to your feet. You are my brother. You know, you are my brother. You are my sister. Listen. My sister. So take me by the hand. Yes. Together we walk until we can. You know what I want to say? You know what I'm singing the song. Go around somebody, somebody and tell the person you are my brother, you are my sister. You are my brother, you are my sister. In other words, you're saying that no matter what you do, I will forgive you. And if I have offended you, forgive me.
You are my brother. You are my sister. I said what? You are my brother. You are my sister. Hallelujah. No, my sister, I'll pray for you. You pray for me. I'll pray for you. You pray for me. Every day head bowed. Let us pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This Sunday afternoon, please, no movement. This Sunday afternoon, you are in church. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You see, without the love of God, it's difficult to forgive. Without the love of God, you see, without the love of God, you are always angry. You are always angry. Without the love of God, you always feel depressed and angry. But this Sunday afternoon, there is the grace of God and the love of God here. You want to say, Pastor, I've heard what you said. And I'm struggling. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a serious Christian at all. Pastor, I'm not a serious Christian. I know myself. I am not. I'm not a serious Christian. At all. So, so I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to become a new creature. I want to change. I need Jesus into my life. The Bible says, what shall I profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. So today, let me preach. Decide. From today, I will be a Christian. And even if you're a Christian and you're not serious, I will be a serious Christian. So I want to give you the opportunity. You want to be born again? You want to be a good Christian? Whoever you are, take a decision today. So why don't you lift up your hand and I pray with you? Lift your hands up. Don't just watch in your hand. Pastor, I want to be a good Christian. I'm struggling with my life. I see my brother. Everybody, lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Say, lift up your hand. Wherever you are, I see your hand up. Let me pray. Please raise your hand. Put up your hand so I can pray for you. Lift your hand. Put up your hand so I can pray for you. Lift your hand. Put up your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Whoever you are, whoever you are, whoever you are, give your life to Jesus. Okay, with your hand lifted up. Let everybody say after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This Sunday afternoon. This Sunday afternoon. I stand as a sinner. I stand as a sinner. Thank you for giving me of my sins. Thank, Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. sins. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Sir, I'll talk to you after church. Put your hands together. God bless you. And be seated. Let's get ready for communion. The power. Take it. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.